electorate, fed up with just about everything mainstream, to qualify for each state's national ballot. Thus, he'd been given Secret Service protection. It was Michelle Maxwell's job to keep him alive until the election. Bruno was a former Iron Balls prosecutor and he'd made a great number of enemies. His political planks were simple. He wanted government off the backs of the people and free enterprise to rule. As for the poor and weak, well, in all other species, the weak died and the strong prevailed. And why should it be any different for us? Largely because of that position, the man had no chance of winning. The trouble started when Bruno entered a designated room trailed by his chief of staff, two aides, Michelle and three of her men. The widow, sitting in front of her husband's coffin, got to her feet and retreated to a corner, visibly shaking. Bruno whirled on Michelle. Bill Martin was a dear friend of mine, and I am not going to burst in with an army. I'll stay with you, she fired back. Just me. No, this is private, he growled. My God, you're scaring Mrs. Martin to death. This is repugnant. Michelle asked for two minutes to check the room. This was granted, and her men moved quickly. They came out 120 seconds later and reported everything okay. It was cool. Michelle nodded at her candidate. Bruno closed the door behind him and walked over to the open coffin. There was another coffin against the far wall. It was also open, but empty. The deceased coffin was resting on a raised platform with a white skirting surrounded waist-high with an assortment of flowers. Bruno paid his respects, then turned to the widow, who'd returned to her chair. He knelt in front of her, gently held one of her hands. I'm so sorry, Mildred, so very, very sorry. Bill was a good man. The bereaved looked at him from behind her veil, smiled and then looked down again. Now, you mentioned something you wanted to talk about. Yes. I'm afraid I don't have much time, Mildred. She placed a hand on his cheek and then her fingers touched his neck. Bruno felt the sharp prick against his skin and slipped to the floor unconscious. Michelle paced the hallway, checking her watch and listening to the somber music wafting over the sound system. She went over to the door and knocked. Mr. Bruno, we need to get gone, sir. There was no answer. She tried the doorknob and looked up in disbelief. It's locked. Two more minutes went by and she knocked on the door again. No response. Michelle's stomach muscles tightened. She barked at the other agents with her. Take it down! Take it down! They put their shoulders to the door once and then twice. It gave way and they swarmed into the room. A room that was empty except for a dead man. A funeral procession had started off. Before the last car disappeared down the road, Michelle and her team had burst out the front door. Michelle grabbed the arm of a uniformed officer who had come running up. Are you security here? He nodded. Whose funeral procession is that? Harvey Kilbrews. I want you to stop it. Stop it? Somebody has been kidnapped, and that, she pointed at the procession, would be a great way to get him out of the area. Okay. I want you to search every vehicle, in particular the hearse. 
But ma'am, Harvey's in there. Michelle eyed his name tag. Officer Simmons? Officer Simmons, how long have you been, uh, in the security business? About a month, ma'am, but I'm weapon certified. That's great. Now move your ass. Stop that procession and search those vehicles. Inside the room where Bruno had disappeared, Michelle turned to one of the agents who'd scoped the room out before the candidate entered. How the hell could this have happened? The place was clean, he maintained. Clean. The funeral director was called for. He was paler than even a mortician should be. Michelle asked him if the body was indeed that of Bill Martin. Yes, the man said. And you're sure the woman was Martin's widow? What woman would that be? There was a woman dressed in black with a veil sitting in this room. I didn't see her come in.